Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. Hello and welcome to Headliners. I'm Simon Evans. Joining me tonight to preview tomorrow morning's newspapers, Headliners veteran Josh Howie and making only his second appearance, it's Kerry Marks. Hello. Hello. Hello to both of you. Nice to be back. I haven't seen you on the circuit for a long... Well, either of us, I don't know if we're still on the circuit, but... uh, I'm still on the circuit, yes. In the trenches, working out and uh, doing what I can to keep Britain happy. Deconstructing magic, deconstructing religion, deconstructing all the delusions that make people's lives bearable. That that was probably a lot of my angle at one point, but but no, no. At the moment, where I'm at right now, it's just uh, very silly. (laughs) Talks about his willy a lot. I do not. (laughs) And, and your polyps. Spreading rumours <laughs> around. And anyway, Josh, we're going to have to address it because you've lost an extraordinary amount of weight and people will be concerned you've got some sort of wasting disease. It's intentional. <laughs> it's deliberate. It's intentional. I have lost a stone in three weeks. I am trying to lose weight for the beach because I... my kids are just fat-shaming me. And, are you um, going to publish a book about it? Are you going to create? I a have book? no audience. You could become to buy an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> would buy it. There are a lot of middle-aged men out there. Believe me. Who oh. Okay, here's the diet. I'll yes. buy it. Stop eating. Oh, <laughs> that no. is the diet. It's I was crazy. hoping yeah, that, that was not what diet. it was going to be. <laughs> Anything else? Right, gentlemen. Let's crack on. We've got some front pages to take a look at. First and foremost is the Daily Mail who have unite now or we lose. Trust tells Tory right, but there's a picture of. Penny Morden there, who is currently the favourite, it seems, uh, if you add up all the uh, all the minutiae. Morden also dominating the front page of the Daily Telegraph, with Morden seizes the momentum after first Tory ballot. There's a warning over water consumption there, as well as the Met Office forecasts an extreme heat. The Independent also has Penny Morden. She surges into top two in leadership race. And they have Toxic Johnson should be long gone from Angela Rayner, who is not happy that he is lingering. The Guardian have pressure on trust. That's an unwelcome image, isn't it? Pressure on trust <coughs> as Tory rivals steal march in leadership battle. And ex-Radio 1 DJ accused of sex with 14-year-old. We will be taking a look at that. Also, rage and relief as President flees Sri Lanka. Financial Times also have Penny Morden. Unusual to see them uh, in harmony with the rest of the newspapers, but their big story is that US inflation piles pressure on Fed for a big rate increase. And also, Trafigura sells stake in Putin-backed oil project to Hong Kong trading outfit. Not sure we'll be covering that one. The Daily Mirror have a picture of Mo Farah there um, and uh, talking about his relief as he is able to stay in the UK despite having been initially trafficked here. It would be a bit harsh to... Send him off to Rwanda, wouldn't it? And after everything he's achieved, we'll keep the medals. And uh, cost of living crisis. What cost of living crisis? The Daily Mirror uh, ridiculing the uh, the Tory leadership crisis and its apparent, uh, or rather, the, the, uh, the, the cost of living crisis and their ability to ignore it. The Daily Express has its hotting up. Mordant surges in race for number 10, but also, of course, a pun on the heat wave. And finally, the Daily Star with a story I do hope we get onto at the end of the night. Two pints of lager and a golden retriever, please, landlord. Apparently, 
A decent-sized hound is the best way to pick up a new partner in the pub. Those are the headlines, those are the front pages. Let's have a look inside. So, our top story, of course, who is through to the next round of Political Strictly? This is the Express headline, Josh, but they've all gone for pretty much the same thing. Yeah, so uh, Nadim Sawai, Jeremy Hunt, they're gone, yep. uh, they're out, and it seems like the momentum seems to be building behind Penny Mordaunt, uh, behind Rishi Shunit. Uh, mm. So either he actually got the, um, the most votes by far, I think. Uh, 88 votes compared to Penny, who uh, Mordaunt, who got 67. Yeah. Uh, there's still quite a few people in it, in the race. So the presumption is that of the people who voted, for instance, for Kemi Badenoch or yeah. uh, for Liz Truss, they would go to Penny rather than to Rishi. Is that the I think that's the idea, but um, Kemi Badenoch got 40. But this thing here saying that it's like uh, it's how Penny Mordaunt is surging ahead in this uh, bombshell survey... But the survey I read, there was one in the Telegraph day that put yeah. uh, Kemi Badenoch wet like 33%, yeah, yeah. hugely. So it seems like a real shame. Personally, that's who I would back, uh, Kemi Badenoch. She seems very impressive. She seems very forthright, honest. Penny Morden, I think, is very dangerous, especially when it comes to women's rights. Mm. Um, the stuff that she said in Parliament a couple of years ago, how trans women are women and that's their starting point. This is all about her proposing this self-IDing law. That does seem to be her singular weakness, though. I, generally that's, speaking across the yeah. board, we, I know this show is like can get caught up in that sometimes. Mm. I'm not sure that is a major issue. Well, it is because it, I think it is a major issue right. for a lot of voters, but also because she is very vehemently trying to fight against it because she can see it yes. is making an impact on... Yeah. Uh, also, on whether she can tell the truth or not. If she just said... You know, because there's been a bunch of interviews that she's been doing today and all this stuff keeps on coming up. Now, if she just said, you know what, I got it a bit wrong a couple of years ago. Things, there was a momentum behind this. I didn't know the, all of the issues, but I've seen into it more. Now I'm very much for protecting women's spaces. Yeah. I think people would just be like, yeah, fair enough. Well, it would be interesting but to see that experiment. But she's basically saying, I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me who tried to talk <laughs> women out of the yeah, yeah. Uh, using she, women she, in the bill or any of that stuff. And that's the problem with, that I have with her. What do you she think she has now said a woman is a woman, though, the other day, didn't Congratulations. she? Congratulations. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I remember a long time ago reading an article suggesting that MPs, or rather that, uh, that a prime minister should have to take an intelligence test. And so it started now. The first test is what is a woman. a woman. In a few years' time, can you spell cat? Yeah. Uh, and she also used to be a magician's assistant, apparently. Did she? She uh, was, yes. So, uh, and I'd, I'd rather warn everyone that before you do any jokes on that and say, I hope she disappears, uh, <laughs> I hope she flies, whatever. As an ex-magician myself, yeah. uh, I can tell you that's what we had to put up with. You, you do close-up table, uh, table magic and every single table, there is always one man who will ask you to make his wife vanish. Yeah, yeah. And you end up coming up with all the jokes and, uh, and telling them that she will eventually vanish if you carry on with those jokes. <laughs> uh, but yes, what I like about Penny Mordaunt, though, is that she is she's glamorous and she has lovely hair. And I think we've earned that. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I think we've earned that. And you don't think Boris had lovely hair? Uh, his hair was absolutely atrocious. I was always, <laughs> I found the way he'd appeared on, on the stage a real letdown. I found that an international <laughs> embarrassment, far more than anything to do with his honesty record or whatever. Anyway, um, um, it, it will all unfold, no doubt, over the... Well, quickly, the because there, the second yeah. ballot is tomorrow, the third yeah. is on Monday, until it's whittled down to final. I mean, they're pretty ruthless in terms yeah, yeah. of how they get through it. It is a shame, because, like I say, I think Kemi Badenoch is very impressive, and it feels like she's going to get sort of pushed out before she's really had the chance for this momentum to carry yeah. her forward. 
So she's going to have a much more uh, prestigious role in the next cabinet than she's yeah. had previously. That's a, a pretty, that's a big resounding win for her, I would say. Next story. They were such a hit last time that the rail workers have agreed to strike again. <laughs> they had to strike again on uh, RMT members at train operators and train operators at Network Rail to stage industrial action in dispute over pay and conditions. When it's a stage, it doesn't mean that they're going to put on a show, does it? It's not going to be like a musical no. or anything, because that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, and then we'd all pay attention. Uh, so that's going to be on the 27th of July, which, you know, obviously doing this, I want to try and remain as impartial as possible, but I think what a great choice of date. Uh, I'm not working that day. You're OK. And for last you. time I was. What day of the week is it? It's, uh, I think it's a Wednesday. And frankly, that week you can do Monday to Wednesday. That's absolutely fine it's with me. It's comedian's friend, isn't it, the RMT strikers are all... We, we well, not if, but not if you're going else. on holiday, because it's going to be like a lot more are traffic you, on the road. Is this what you've got Beachbody for? That is it. I'm ready to go to that campsite <laughs> that and cruel, show those it? other dads. <laughs> this is my moment to shine. <laughs> Stuck in the car. I've got to say, I thought they were always on strike. I mean, I travel up and down the, the country on trains and there's so often trains not running. I know a woman who's married to a train driver and she said that oh, quite Oh, you know often, a millionaire, do you? She's, yeah, she's very, very well <laughs> What was it that first attracted you she, to? <laughs> she said that often she ends up having sex with a rail replacement. Ah, with a bus service, hey. very good. It was a little joke I threw in there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, the, we ti moved. the timing went out. Sorry. It could have worked. We should... Do you want to do it? Yeah. I'll never, save it for next time. There'll be This story, wow. I'm afraid, uh, no jokes permitted. The horrors and shame continue. We emerged from Telford, Josh. This is from Thursday's Express. Yeah, so uh, more than 1,000 children in Telford sexually exploited over 30 years. This inquiry has uh, found out uh, it thrived in Telford. This is uh, what they're saying because of failures to investigate uh, the offenders and to protect the children amid fears that probes into Asian men would inflame racial tensions. Yeah. Um, you know, someone today put up a, a Twitter thread, and this stuff has sort of been drip-drip over the last 10 years or so. This stuff's yeah. been coming out. I'm going to read it. I'm going to just read these places. OK. Telford, Newcastle, Rochdale, Rotherham, Oxford, Halifax, Keeley, Derby, Peterborough... Bristol, London, Huddersfield, Manchester, Oldham, Coventry, Middlesbrough, Burton-on-Trent, Bradford, Birmingham, Nottingham, Hull, Yeovil, Sheffield, Ellsbury, Glasgow, Blackpool, Bolton, Leicester, Ipswich, Carlisle, Brayfield, Brayfield, Accrington, Banbury, Skipton. This is yeah. not one or two places. Like it's because it seemed because I'm in like you know zone two in London. I sort of mm. think everything outside zone. It's all one or two places. No, this is systematic failure of councils, of police across the country. And also, I'm sorry, and I'm just going to get into this stuff here. This is a particular cultural group. I don't want it. It's nothing to do with race or anything like that. There's, a, there's a, been a cultural failure here. Not all of the culture, but a subset of the culture here somehow failing to teach its, some of its young men that, that, that rape and sexual exploitation of children is wrong. Mm. And that, for me, along with the police failings, along with the council's failings, seems to be why we're we not hearing about the failings of the parts of the community to address this. Because you look at the mugshots, and I'm sorry, and every single one there, I went through every single one, and there's, they are men of Pakistani origin, not Indian origin, Pakistani and Somali, mm. and mostly. And, yeah, a few white people. And, yes, white people also have done grooming gangs, and it's not like I'm saying, you know, but there is obvious... Let's, let's not go and do a sort of what about this, what about that. Yeah, in yeah. these instances, in these towns and cities, 
This is one core group of men, and I'm not seeing, and maybe that's just my ignorance, and I am not a pure person, I am ignorant in many ways, but I am not seeing much to address cultural failings here. Mm. It's, you know, I'm sort of a bit, sh you know, I, and, I, and you know what, and I'm a coward, and I haven't talked about this before because there's just, and just like those police who are afraid to, you know, report stuff or do their jobs, I've been a coward, and I feel like my cowardice... But it's interesting, just to interrupt you, yeah. but um, I think it is interesting, actually, that um, among all the other uh, failings, the, the council failings, the police failings, and, and newspaper failings, arguably, and so on, and, and one or two people being enormously castigated for drawing attention to it, the comedy community says nothing about it as well. Yeah. And yeah. there are, I mean, we, we are stand-up comedians and we are, you know, we, we, we uh, some of us do topical material from time to time. This kind of stuff never gets touched. We're, Absolutely We're meant to be truth-tellers. Yeah. And the thing is, when people these things aren't people. addressed, when these things yeah. are not talked about, and it's not about going out there and being racist, this is not racism, this is mm. cultural issues here, then you know what does happen? The real racists will come into the cracks. Yeah, yeah. You'll get the Tommy Robinsons, you'll get yeah. the EDL. Well, that is what's happened, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's become fodder for them because it was ignored. And the, the police had a, they had a quite simple choice. It was protect young people from, from violence, murder and sex crime or Mm. not appear racist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think they made the and wrong decision there. And also possibly not... I think they wouldn't... I mean, they were partly afraid of being racist, but I think they were also slightly concerned that a, uh, a well-organised uh, community, Pakistani community, you know, these men know how to... Con they know how to create networks that will protect them. Yes. They're, it's not just like there'll be, like, third-party people going, oh, you're racist. There will be an attempt... By there will be claims of Islamophobia, and those will be uh, amplified, and those will be shared, and so on. And it also means that because of their failure, they've made everyone talk about race yeah, yeah. far more than would have ever been necessary. If and they also, just they, the do, job, so. they do invariably and inevitably, as other people have said, just ignore, you know, working class, poorly educated young girls who are, who are just treated as if they're no better than they ought to be, as if they've sort of yeah. put it on themselves. You know, that's, that's what's really nauseating. It is nauseating. And, and, and to top it all off, where is the culpability? Where, who has been of the police, of the councils, who has been held to account? That's the... Absolutely agree. Well, I think we've all uh, aired some... Let's tell fairly, some jokes. Fairly, well, well uh, consensus on that. A bit of good old-fashioned argy-bargy in the commons, Kerry, and hopefully something a little bit lighter to gladden the heart of any stand-up, in I, fact, some hecklers being thrown out. I think anything's lighter. Okay. <laughs> um, the Scottish National Nationalist MPs thrown out of the commons after referendum protests. Sir Lindsay Hoyle, the Commons Speaker, tells Neil Hanvey and Kenny McCaskill to shut up and get out <laughs> amid rowdy scenes. He didn't tell them to create rowdy scenes and so, shut up and get out during them, but uh, that was during the rowdy scenes. Um, after launching a protest to demand a second independent referendum ahead of Boris Johnson's appearance at Prime Minister's questions, uh, the two MPs were thrown out. Did you see it? Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I did, saw, did I saw it. it. It's very funny. He it looked like something out of Last of the Summer Wine. I mean, he's, he's fine, the Speaker. He's, he's quite decent, but he's, his voice was quite squeaky. I think he's got a little bit of laryngitis. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting quite flustered. He was a, there was a little bit of the supply teacher, but it was. It was very rowdy. You, the camera did not cut to the members. I don't, oh, really? I don't really know that. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, they, I, they, I will catch up and watch it, but on. it's a very emotional uh, But these subject, two guys, these so. are two, they were elected as SNP members, but they yeah. have since well, were that. defected to, they call called Alba, Alba which Alba, is, yeah. Um, yeah. what's his name? Salmon's new Salmon's, thing, isn't uh, it? And that Alba, really. I know, is used as a 
like a, a tag name. Um, it's like almost a dog whistle for really strong nationalism on, on Scottish nationalists. If they have Alba in the name on Twitter and things like that, really? that's usually like the full Braveheart, you know, and, yeah. and can be a little are bit... Are they even stupider? Well, I mean, there are some of them are more in what you might call the white nationalist territory. Now, I'm not saying that's what Salmond is, is doing at all, but there is, there is a kind of, you know, when, when nationalism, you know, when, when it is given its full throttle, it becomes quite unpleasant well, quite quickly. It's well, odd because Sturgeon Scottish playing a difficult, thinks of itself yeah. as being more liberal than, than Westminster, doesn't it? And Sturgeon's playing a difficult game because she's got to appease those people all the time as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, where's she up to with the Supreme Court now? I don't know if you've followed any of that, but she took the case of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Obviously hoping they're going to say no. It's, it's a bit like asking the headmaster if you can have a fight with someone who's yeah. bigger than you. You really want him to say no, but you can say, well, I was up for it, you see. <laughs> uh, so. But uh, there's, a, there's a, a Scottish journalist called Stephen Daisley, who I follow, who writes for The Spectator and one or two other magazines, who's saying that Scotland has now essentially got its own foreign policy and, and, and has, uh, you know, they really, they're, they're trying to sort of create a de facto right. devolution already, essentially, you know. Yes. I think this is, uh, this is problematic. I think actually it's going to be p probably more so than, than what is woman. I think actually this will be one of the areas. <laughs> you think where so? You, well, I know, I mean, take over from leader, woman. You know, what is a Scotsman? It's that big. <laughs> it's only if the Prime Minister, whoever that may be, and even Boris Johnson today made a joke yeah. Like whether he's going to go or not, uh, it will actually allow it because I don't think there is something in the No, no, they won't would, allow it. Yeah. But, but they're going to absolutely push. They're going to like... They well, they're going to keep on pushing, but they, you know, but as I said here, any decision to defy the will of the Scottish people... coming now. Do you yeah. hear that? Bank? <laughs> yeah. They're charging in here. ...cannot um, be allowed to stand. Well, you know, they made their decision. That was the yeah. once in a generation. It's done, the generational yeah, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Accusations back and forth. Our last story before the break. Doubling down continues between Her Majesty's Armed Services and the Panorama Squad, Josh. Yeah, so Panorama um, had a programme. It was about, they supposedly uncovered 54 suspicious killings by an SAS unit uh, between 2010 and 11. And the Ministry um, uh, has basically come and said that this was, they're failing to do uh, the sort of due diligence here yep. because they've actually, some of these crimes have been investigated twice and they've been yep. found wanting, there wasn't lack of evidence. So, the, the, yeah, uh, the armed forces minister saying, look, give us, if you've got new evidence, we'll check it out, yep. you know, but this stuff has been investigated uh, seemingly quite thoroughly. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do that much they're talking about how it's not. It didn't meet the evidential threshold, essentially, because I. Imagine it would be kind of embarrassing if the SAS left that much evidence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd yeah. be more embarrassing than the crime they've been yeah, accused killing of. Killing cold blood is one thing, yeah. but allowing totally. Panorama to follow a trail. Yeah, so the program is called SAS Death Squads Exposed: A British War Crime? Question mark. Yeah, that's the big thing. The question, question mark, mark. Questions to which the answer is no. Welcome back to Headliners with me, Simon Evans, Josh Howie and Kerry Marks. Well, I am afraid we've had to drop one story for time and we are not able to explore the humiliation of the euro at the hands of the dollar. <laughs> I'm disappointed by that, but never mind, we'll move on. An unthinkable scenario now, Josh, as former BBC disc jockey is accused of sexual shenanigans, abusing position to access underage sex. Yeah, so if anybody here is familiar with the sounds of, like, brop, brop, brop and... Ooh, this is, then you used to be a big fan of Tim Westwood. Yeah. Um, and he's been accused... Now, there was a report... I'm getting all the fun stories tonight. Uh, the Good Guardian did a report about, I think, seven people came forward a few months ago maybe, and basically talked about how he sexually exploited them. He's become a one-man yeah. lead to locus. Since that... Well, <laughs> since that report came out, uh, a whole other bunch of women have come forward, one of them being 14 at the time. And they're saying that he was in his 30s 
So, you know, he's continually uh, denying this. She's saying that um, this is early, in the early 90s. This, this is in The Guardian, and they really go all out and they sort of do these kind of uh, first-hand interviews with the, these new women have come forward. It's pretty grim reading. And it sounds pretty plausible to you. I mean, I mean the, yes, the, yeah, I think some of them... Have, look, he's sleeping with a 14-year-old and all of this stuff. Some of them, they yeah. get a little bit more like, he kissed me. I mean, that's not to say that that's OK, mm. but the, the, the level of crime seems to change, and certainly by utilising his power, his age, yeah. his connections and stuff like that, as opposed to outright rape. You know, these are two different things. What do you think, Kerry? Yeah. I didn't know Tim Westwood, and I'm okay. glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Never well, trust hip hop, frankly. I, I don't trust any of these people. I didn't, so. it would, this would not happen with Ken Bruce. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just don't get it. It would have happened by now, and I'm comfortable with asserting that. Thursday's Telegraph now and claims that Mo Farah was actually trafficked into the UK as a young boy or to be investigated by the Met, Kerry. It's another horrible abuse of children's story, but with a happy ending this time. Yes, but we, right. we, we're now dealing with uh, an adult uh, who, who it's worked out for. Oh, no, it didn't work out for him, not, as in don't do it yourself, don't, <laughs> don't get trafficked because everything's going to be great. Uh, the Met Police have launched an investigation that claims Mo Farah was trafficked into the UK, which is unfortunate because the traffic's terrible. A mm. uh, couple accused of forcing the Olympic champion into domestic servitude, and they're likely to be questioned by police. Uh, I, so far, one of them has been questioned, um, uh, Mukta Farah uh, and his wife, uh, and he's currently in Somalia. He told The Telegraph, I am not ready for an interview. Maybe next time, I'm not feeling well. Uh, he's, he's obviously got a cold and not, not in the mood to talk about raising an, a, 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 an abducted child because he's sniffling a little bit right now. He might be on my diet. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling very weak. I certainly wouldn't want to do an interview. Is it? But he, he's, he's accused of having sold young... We'll, we'll call uh, he's, he, raised, he raised... Uh, the young Samo. Sorry, I'm just really how silly that sounds. Was, he, should, he should have realised when his name was Samo. You know, that was already going. That's, that's a bit of a clue, isn't it? But is he got, did he like he got cash for him? Did he? Is that the idea? Um, there was a woman who got cash for him. I, well, I believe she got cash for him, and she sold him. Um, and uh, make it and then he, he came out. I believe he came out to a teacher who then looked into the matter. And uh, yeah. and overall, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. it's Awful that that happened, but it's it's one of those rags to riches sort of success, low point to success. No matter how bad things are, no matter how impossible the conditions, you can change it if you can run if, as, if as one of the fastest people in the exactly, world. Exactly. I mean, there is the reality is that yeah. 2012, you know, that extraordinary Hall of Gold medals at 2012, yes. Farrah was absolutely, was crucially, was in the, the core of that. That wouldn't have been such a triumph without that. No, not at all. We should probably be grateful to this fella, even though he's, you know. Well, oh, well, the, the, you know, yeah. Well, the, the guy, yeah. I think well, so. It, what is this? is a very strange morality we've stepped <laughs> into here. It can work out. <laughs> historical reality. But this, uh, a relative of Nimco Farah, who is the, the supposed the woman involved, yeah. um, he said it, it's, he's actually saying it's not true that oh. Samoa was trafficked. He added, in Somaliland, there's nothing yeah. called trafficking or child abuse or stuff like that. Maybe that's the problem. There's no such crime. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. So, so we don't call it. We don't have a name for it, so it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it works for me. Josh, highly dubious claims now made in the Guardian that MI5 needs more funds to tackle right-wing terror threat. Right-wing yeah, terror threat. Yes. Well, they're saying an up to a fifth of their work is taken up with um, right right-wing cases. Oh, up to a fifth of it. Okay. That's what they're saying, yeah. And that's not allowing them to focus on the other stuff. The other four-fifths. The other four-fifths, yes. <laughs> yeah. Very good at maths here. Right. Um, 
It doesn't really make uh, clear who was actually doing the stuff before because there have yeah. been like right wing terror threat stuff. What's interesting is they're saying that we they need more money. At the same time, the head of MI5, Ken McCallum, is also is, is also saying he said he told the committee that actually they don't need to hire more people because they're gonna they're doing this planned joint MI5 police counterterrorism thing okay. together, and then at that point they're going to be able to make the savings. So I don't really understand. They're asking for more money. They're not asking for more money. Sounds to me like The Guardian have taken the opportunity to make out, like, right-wing terror. Is, yeah. Is well, that's what's going on, is yeah. so, And some of these things here are like, a man was jailed in 2018 for possession of a banned CS gas canister. Right, I'm sure the guy was a nasty guy. I'm sure he had evil yeah, thoughts. Yeah, tear gas. But, I mean, it's not there's... a dirty bomb, is it? I think we take those to Glastonbury, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> and drunk them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the MI5 should go on strike, shouldn't they? And that's, uh, that oh, would they have really effective strike. Has that happened? I think that did happen once, yeah. I mean, I think GCHQ, wasn't that? that, that, that I'm oh, well, sure there was a strike there. There goes me making jokes about that possibility. I know, it's like Junior's thing about black F1 drivers. Anyway... Thursday's Guardian now, Kerry. This sounds like this might come from one of our old stamping grounds, the the, the Glee Comedy Club. It is around there, isn't it? it? The, yeah. uh, yeah. the the, the um, gay area of uh, Birmingham. Birmingham yeah. uh, tensions feared after Birmingham approves block of flats near gay club. Activists and councillors are concerned about conflicts over noise levels arising between new residents and the club. So basically, the the complaint is about the block of flats, which is, yeah. this is already a complete change. It's, the other way around, it's always it? been the other way around. It's always been the complaint about the gay club. And now they go, we don't want and a block of flats next to us. They're going to strong Stonewall at us. Yeah. Stonewall can just rule everything. <laughs> They're warning about rising tensions, uh, noise mitigation uh, provision plans. 1.3 million will be set aside to help the club reduce noise with measures such as an acoustically treated smoking area. Because the smoking area is obviously. Have you ever listened to people smoking? That, uh, <laughs> once you get enough people doing the, the yeah. puffing and so on, and uh, they'll be complaining about the puffs, and uh, that's a word they're going to have to use very carefully in this situation. I like the rising tensions. I think yeah. they, yes. should, they should put right. on relax. I'd, also, I'd just like to point out a Birmingham Labour's LGBT plus of, yeah. officer is called Lauren Rainbow. No. Yeah, that wow. can't be true. Not really? That's what it says here. Lauren Rainbow. Lauren, amazing. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, people often, <laughs> people often are affected by, by their, by their names according by to a, a study done to by Josh D.B. Dr. Lazy Science. Those times now, Camilla has made the very mildest of jests about gender and has made the news, Josh. Yeah, Camilla is the latest turf. Mm. to come out there. So she said, ladies and gentlemen... It's not tough, is it? It's not, that. it's not just from one comment. She is. Yeah. That's it. She's not well, a joke. She, she, hey, mate. A gentle if joke if you're about on, the times if you're and the discussion. Usually, if not, you're on Twitter, well, that's enough for her to be cancelled. You're trans, one side or the other now. The, 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 There's no the, one word. She's made a joke. Exclusionary the, royal the death threats, <laughs> The death threats, the rape threats will incoming yeah. right now, coming yeah. all the way over from the trans activists. Ladies and gentlemen, she said... I, if I'm allowed to call you that. Yeah. <laughs> she might have meant the gentleman. Oh, uh, well, what... She might be deciding a whole new thing that's yeah, going to be even more of a problem. It's quite interesting, because this, uh, this is in the Times, and then they said they start going about the average age of all the guests, which is uh, Derek Jacobi, 83, and Sir Tom Courtney, 85, whatever, uh, was well past retirement age. retirement age. The answer is undoubtedly yes. Yeah. I think that's very ableist. I yeah. think that there's a bunch of octogenarians out there we're very much non-binary. Well, Derek Jacobi. You don't know that. They, Derek them. Is, is... I'm just saying, like, right. just to say, 
the the yeah. all of the it's, it really I find this incredibly offensive. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a lunch thrown by. They might the, identify as young people. Oh yeah. This is a lunch thrown by the oldie though, right? This is by her oldie yes. celebrating the 75th birthday. She, she made a pretty joke. good. I think she looked. She made a good. A tiny joke. She made a little weenie, joke there. Weenie little oh, joke. it's enough for the time. A harmless joke. Well, that didn't, it wasn't political. It is political. Of course, oh, it's political. Gently. Okay. Yeah. The uh, that is it for part two. And welcome back to Headliners with me, Simon Evans. We have Josh Howey and Kerry Marks here this evening. Kerry, two bull elephants of a certain age are charging at each other once again, Trump and Musk. Yes, Kerry they're head-to-head -head on insults. <laughs> um, and Musk said that, um, uh, that Trump was too old to run for office. Uh, <laughs> Trump was not having any of it. Uh, <laughs> and he said he could make... Ele or he could have had uh, Elon Musk... Uh, on his knees begging him, which is a really odd insult because you're just admitting what an awful person you are <laughs> to uh, want to totally humiliate someone anyway. Um, uh, Elon Musk came to the White House uh, asking me to... Well, he says uh, he asked for subsidised pro uh, projects, electric cars and drive along the... How lucky he was. Mr Trump also made reference to the legal issue going on with, with uh, Musk that he was going to buy Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, he's uh, stepped out of that now. It I mean, I assume that's annoyed Trump because Trump wanted to get back on Twitter and that would have been one of the... Yes, uh, I suppose so. The, and uh, lifted the ban, yeah. And, and, and Musk said he was going to clean up Twitter, which is just kind of hilarious anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like saying you're going to give, give hell a paint job. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, do what you like, <laughs> keep it red. Um, uh, but supposedly it's not... Well, it's not about him buying Twitter. It's because he's saying that he broke the stock purchase barrier... Yeah. without reporting it. So he right. bought, like, $15 million of shares. Who's that's right, that? yes. That Trump is saying that. Trump is saying, Trump is saying, saying that. And that's supposedly against the law. Right. Which To which Musk retweeted uh, back, L-M-A-O-O-O, -O -O, shorthand for laughing my ass off, except for the fact that it's there's... Not. Ass. Ass. It's ass. It's ass. 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 Sorry, ass. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You can't say ass on this ass, program. Sorry. Ass, ass off, you like. But I don't know what the other O's are for. It's, it's, L -M it's ass off, off, off. Is that really it? Yeah, that's right, really off. <laughs> it's so, it? so far off. Am I not down with a 51-year-old? That's your ass in a different room. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering whether when, when, uh, when he's got a, a court case with Twitter, I'd love to be in, in like, Twitter language. You know, he, yeah. the Twitter will say, he'll say, uh, uh, I'm not going to buy the company anymore. And Twitter will go, oh, oh let, let us fix that for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of start, <laughs> let us fix that for you. I am going to buy the company anymore. Is this you? <laughs> lol, lol, uh, you've been ratioed. Thursday's Mail next. Quasi-Buddhist meditation techniques prove surprisingly ineffective for school children. Josh? Yeah, so the gist of the story is, I, I don't know if people know what mindfulness is, it's mm. essentially meditation or being aware of the, the presence and breathing techniques and whatnot. They do have been proved to actually work and they've actually been in these schools and this is a massive study of a whole bunch of schools, 28,000 children, age 11 to 14, 650 teachers from 100 schools. They found that the actual methods do work but it actually ended up working for the teachers yeah. and for the atmosphere of the school. What it didn't work really for was the kids and the reason why it didn't work was because they didn't do it. <laughs> that's they what got the, bored. That's what the whole article is. They actually is said they got bored. They said, yeah, they basically did Frustrated it once. Frustrated father, Josh. Yeah, they did it once. Well, the I reason it didn't work is because you didn't do it. It's that, see. <laughs> that simple. I would have loved this at school. It would have been the first time a teacher had given me a piece of my own mind. Oh, <laughs> So uh, I, I, I really believe in these... Uh, I think these methods are fantastic. They've said there's a right. study saying 29% of children aged 11 to 14 yeah. have significant difficulties and with mental health problems. 
I think the stuff can make a difference, but of course, if you're not willing to engage with it, well, of course it's not going to do anything. Uh, it's very difficult for children, though, whose minds like bounce around all over the place, aren't they? Very yeah. short attention spans, generally speaking. If you're an adult and you can be uh, convinced of the benefits, if you will just yeah. apply this stuff and trust the process, then gradually everyone does start to see benefits from it. Children, it's very much harder at that point, isn't it, to get yeah. them to actually... But I do try, and I've always tried to help my kids when they're sort of having, like, these right. ma like ridiculous meltdowns or whatever, mm. and just trying to teach them counting to ten, these yeah. kind of... These, these techniques that you can use. And even though, of course, they can't really do it, even when they're, like, five or six, they, they have an understanding of it at an early age mm. so that when they do obtain self-control, it does actually click for them. I remember reading something, I remember what this book was. I think it might have been in uh, one of the Jonathan Haidt's books about sort of mindfulness and happiness and techniques and so on for, mm -hmm. for improving your state of mind. He said there had been a study done in a, in, a, in a factory where they had increased the lighting, made the lighting more bright, and it had increased productivity. And then, um, and then they, just to check to see whether uh, it, it, it might be something else, they then lowered lighting, and that also <laughs> increased productivity. What actually worked, it seems, was simply the fact that the workforce felt that the management were trying to make life better for them. Oh, they, really? They just felt That's very like sweet. they were being paid attention Listen to, listen to that yeah. GB News bosses. Yeah. Hey, bosses <laughs> out there. That's well, the same, the same thing's been said about homeopathy, hasn't it? That yes. One of the reasons why it does work is a doctor spends... Half yeah. an hour with you. Yeah, yeah. That's what people want. Instead of just Googling your symptoms and scrolling something on it. And exactly then, then right. ringing at 8 o'clock for an hour and being told yes. that no one has really got time for you. It turns out yeah. people don't want that. People mm. want to be listened to. Oh. Talking of which, not an entirely meaningless seg into this next story, Thursday's Times. Dr <laughs> Jill Biden puts her foot in it by describing people in terms of their famous foodstuffs. This reminds me of the frogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Harry, it's a bit of a bit of a foot in mouth, isn't it? The president's wife, uh, the seventy-one, oh, give the seventy-one-year-old a break. Uh, she said the Hispanic community is as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Diego, which has led to the National Association of uh, Hispanic journalists reacting with, we are not tacos. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, using breakfast tacos to try to demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in Santini and, uh, San Antonio demonstrates a lack of cultural knowledge, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, uh, if I'm a taco, she's a hot dog. Uh, <laughs> how do you like that? They didn't say that. Um, and they were so angry that they... Uh, folded themselves around some black bean and sweet hey. potato toppings. Very nice. I like her, prex, her press, sec, her press secretary. <laughs> oh, come said. on. That's great. I'm working here. It's good, man. I'm giving it with my all. It's good. That's good. And people at home are laughing at that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, Someone is. But uh, the press secretary said the first lady apologizes uh, that her words conveyed anything, but pure admiration and love for the Latino community who are super yummy. Yeah. <laughs> and she also said it's a real shame because I love tacos yum, yum, yum. so much. <laughs> I really love very tacos. Hungry, <laughs> I like the fact that they didn't mind the other two. What were the other ones? The, the, the bodegos. Yeah, yeah they didn't register. I would rather be some, like... <laughs> <laughs> and the blossoms of Miami. Convenience but... store. This next one is the Daily Record. And uh, I have to say, as a BMW driver, Josh, this rather disturbs me. Are you serious? You've got a BMW? I am. It's an old one, though. It's not, not about to be hit with this a... Is what, this is host money. I love that yeah, step yeah. back there. It's That's just... Very... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not brand new. Is it? It's a few yeah. days old. Yeah, yeah. Few... So this is why you're not doing the circuit anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so BMW, yes. They're, they're going to about charge £15 a month subscription 
for pre-installed heated seats. So what they're going to do is they're going to basically load the car up with all of these features. Yeah. And then you can only access them through like software like like Apple or Netflix or anything like that by paying this these monthly the fees. One of them though, yeah, this is the future. Yeah. Um, I hope it's my future. I'd like to have a BMW <laughs> that I could uh, get angry for. about paying this subscription for. Yeah. But ten uh, pounds a month for heated steering wheel. Did your BMW have a heated steering wheel? No, I've never. What's the purpose of a heated steering? wheel? I have not. No, I don't. Cold think hands. About that. Cold, yeah. I mean, I can see what the purpose is. Bad, so <laughs> bad circulation. I know. I just I've never had an issue with my I remember, the temperature. Of my I remember Mercedes for a while. I think they may have uh, walked this one back, but for a while they had engines that would email you when they had faults. So, or if you like your oil needed changing, instead of having a uh, what do you call it, the dipstick, you would you would get an email from your car. Well, they, they so, put it on the monitor on the, on yeah. the front of the. Uh, it feels like it's going really Ryanair of, of cars now. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, car. This is the future. Everything everything will have a price to it. You'll yeah, yeah, be driving yeah. along. You'll get. You I'm sorry. You want to use the. You want to use the, your, your subscription for the brakes has just <laughs> run out. <laughs> but this. Is, but what's great is you. What the, when they people are sort of selling it secondhand. Is you can like install all of that stuff, pay that month's subscription, yeah. sell it, and then be like, and then yeah, cancel. Well, yeah, yeah. now move on to a story in which it sounds like a man maybe didn't pay the subscription for his tires. Oh, this, yeah. is, just, <laughs> this is just out there. Uh, <laughs> a drunk van driver who travelled up to ten miles on a motorway with two missing tires. And he blamed, and it's fairly, I think it, it makes sense, he blamed COVID yeah. uh, for his, uh, his mind being cloudy. Um, he'd also been drinking, which might be a clue. <laughs> right? He uh, says he said he's only had two drinks, but that's you never uh, mix COVID and, and alcohol. Yeah, totally. That can really make you drunk. He was breathalysed, and he was twice the legal limit, so it's probably more than two. Uh, and his lawyer claimed How he was unaware of the missing tyres. Without tyres in the first. But well, he's place. saying that they they that they sort of went during the journey, and he right. was just trying to get to the next. He just didn't notice. Stop or something. Oh right, okay, yeah. No, but, oh, so uh, they just shredded up and left it gradually. That, well, that's what he's saying. But yeah. you know, but it's actually a little bit sad because he's a carpenter, um, self-employed. He's got a, he's got a disabled wife, four You're kids. You're saying he could have made himself some nice wood. Oh, well, he's, oh, he's been banned. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, I'm just boo-hoo. saying. He's been banned he now drove from with no wheels. driving. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, because he had COVID. <laughs> That's when, not his fault. He's had three double new, COVID. He had three COVID. It's, yeah, vari- it's the new variation a shot, of monkey, a shot of monkey pox. Yeah. How are you meant to possibly drive home? It's terrible. Like, if you don't just walk up to a stranger and slap and go, I've got COVID, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> COVID for everything. Legitimising all kinds of misbehaviour. Only, only yesterday we had a story that the Welsh want to institute a 20 mile per hour universal like, speed limit across all their roads. Can't help thinking that they should probably concentrate on having four tyres per van. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a good starting point. The bare minimum. OK, on to the Daily Star now. We have good old-fashioned Burmese prison camp methods being reinstated in Kent schools for insubordination, Josh. Yeah, so a 13-year-old uh, went to school with his shorts on because it's obviously been boiling this week, and they took him and they sort of put him in this room that they isolated him uh, and uh, then his father picked him up, and then his father did the same thing yesterday. It's ridiculous. And I'm having this issue with my 13-year-old son who's mm. going in now. They are allowing him to wear a short sleeve shirt, but he's still having to take his blazer in every day. Really? They're not saying, leave your blazer at home. He's got all the books anyway. It's all very heavy. It, yeah. It's like, and now they're sort of saying, it turns out that the union says that when it gets to 27 degrees, then you should be able to, like, make these changes. And yeah. one school actually did something which is, which is genius, is that the boys... Because these schools are, and I understand I'm very much for strict school uniforms, absolutely, but you still need exceptions. And certainly this is the case where you should have an exception. But a school 
all the boys actually went in skirts yeah. because that legally met their requirement for school uniform. Uh, so it's now an all-girls school. Did you ever wear a skirt? I, I have tried on a skirt once or twice, and I love it. I wore Loved one it. to a... I remember very clearly a fancy dress party with, like, a, you know, tarts and vicars or whatever, one of those parties at uni, and I do remember thinking, this is it's really... Great. It's a nice swishy feeling, yeah, isn't it? Was it was a hot, yeah, yeah. warm, slightly clammy day. And, but, of course, uh, men wear skirts in all parts of the world, yeah. certainly the hot part totally. of the world, for exactly this reason. There was a, uh, there's a chap on uh, Twitter, he's a bit of a... I don't know, I can't, I can't decide if he's serious or not. He's called Lindy Man. Do you ever heard of the idea of Lindy? No. Lindy is... I hope I can get it right. Lindy is basically... It's, I think Taleb, Nicholas Nassim Taleb, the sort of philosopher and thinker and Black Swan and all those books and the anti-fragile... I've bought those and I never read them, he, yeah. yeah. he created this pros- proposition that if... The, the, the longer-lasting something has been a tradition, it's, it's... I mean, it's a fairly straightforward, obvious idea. If something stood the test of time, it's, it's probably got some... There's probably something that, that is worth investigating. Yeah. And one of his examples of this, which this other chap says, men in uh, around the Mediterranean area have always worn, like, togas or saris or whatever. And in particular, when you get home in the evening, it's a big... Is it, you know, like, we get home in the evening, if you have a proper job, you have a couple of strong martinis, right, or, or whatever, you know, to draw a line under the day. They take their trousers off. You yep. wear trousers when you're as a, as a gesture of formality, and then you wear a um, a, a swishy. And I'm thinking, as, the, as time goes on, I might just start doing that. I just don't see why. I, I think you look great. Well, the yeah. the, uh, the thing about that school was that the, the the kids started doing it. It wasn't it wasn't like the school made it a rule. No, 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 yeah, no, the kids. The kids yeah. So they did. They just said, "Well, we're doing this." And this this boy here, who, the, who's making the complaint, is saying that in another school they did that, but he should just do it. Yeah, that's absolutely. the problem. Don't, don't say, and hey, this say, won't leave be the behind it. It has to be done en masse, though, doesn't it? I think that's the thing. If the kids get together and say, listen, this is crazy. Well, this school is saying, if the heat wave continues next week, we're going to look into it. Why, why are you waiting till next week? You knew this was coming this week. Do it then. Yeah. yeah. No kids work. I mean, it's like keep it cool for comedy. You never get laughs if the, if the room's too hot, right? I never no, it makes a massive anyway, difference, so and they don't even know why, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> Guy once more now, and a change from the usual complaints that no-one reads books anymore. Turns out we can't read maps either. Carry. Um, we can't read maps anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or our own notes. A study by the Ordnance Survey uh, to coincide with the National Map Reading Week. Yeah, well, of course it would, it would coincide with something. Uh, turns out that um, they found 77, 77% of respondents couldn't recognise the most basic OS map symbols, such as viewpoints and pubs. The latter is marked with a classic pint jug glass. And here's the thing uh, with a handle. Uh, and they thought, so could the ignorance be down to the switch to straight beer glasses? And the answer to that is <laughs> no. No, that's not the reason. Well, it's obviously you... sat-nav, I suppose, isn't it? Mainly it's sat-nav. But, I don't, but I they're don't saying know. 50... But if you can't recognise a pub from a beer glass, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I can only do the straight ones, mate. Then <laughs> don't, don't, don't go anywhere near the map. I don't leave the house. And but that, the... that church has got a round spire. I'm yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But 2,000 adults are surveyed, more than half, 56% admitted they got lost because they couldn't use a map or follow a phone app correctly. How do you not follow a phone app? The yeah, whole point of so phone crazy. apps are they do it for you. That's yeah, yeah. surely the point. You wear a T-shirt that says, I am here, with an arrow, <laughs> and then you, you wait and look, look for it on your phone. I used to collect ordnance survey maps. Tempest, did you? Oh, did you? Yeah. When I was 12 years old, that was my hobby. Shoplifting, that's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you mean it? Now you moved on to board games. It's quite and now I've got, I've got this, obviously, yeah, this mental got health issue. Anyway, let them get lost. That's all I'm saying to those people. Is they deserve to be lost, but they never find their way out. The front page of Thursday's Daily Stars, this is one that actually speaks to me. Dogs really are a man's best friend. 
Josh, this is uh, the pick-up that's, artist. That's it. If you're a bloke, uh, go to the pub. <laughs> if you have a dog, you're more likely to pull. And this person oh, is... Really? Says, yeah, well, this says here that they're sex magnets. Uh, and not only that, no and this is what... The, like Look a, at that dog that they've got on yeah. the screen. Obviously, oh, you're going to Oh, yeah, 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 you. yeah exactly. Even I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> but check this out. Golden retriever, uh, retrievers, German shepherds, Labradors are found to be the best wingsmen. Yeah. And the smaller mutts, like chihuahuas, are the worst. Yeah, yeah. So I've got... I'm going to go kill my... Yeah, totally. Dog. Have get, you got get, a little one? Excuses to you. But that is quite interesting. And I wonder yeah. if there's some correlation between dog size and other appendages size, like... No, well, just, a man looks pathetic with a little dog. Yeah. That's all it oh, is. Oh, you think that's what it is? I it's think not that's what it is. It's emasculating. I, I just can't... I'm there in my skirt. I've got my dog. It's after work. <laughs> You're telling work. me they've actually... a skirt with a golden retriever, and I think you look think they... fine. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. They've exactly. actually done a study and realised that men with dogs get female attention. Is this what, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah and you're there. It is warranted as study. Yeah. I think we've all done this. This, this is a vital study. I didn't know. We should, have, we we should have, have a, a section now. on this show just for where, where scientists yeah, yeah. discover the obvious that we've always known. <laughs> it is true that we have, we have now a very gorgeous white golden retriever, and the amount of attention he attracts, just taking walking through the park, let alone in the pub. It's, it's because women look at you yeah. and they go, there's a man who'll pick up someone else's poo. Yeah. How much <laughs> do you do for us? Does your wife get jealous? Does she let you go out with the dog alone? I have occasionally. <laughs> is, that, is that powerful? Don't take yeah. the dog with you to the pub. <laughs> I know what you're doing, Simon. The ultimate betrayal. Involving <laughs> the golden, the family retriever in it. This is all nonsense. I'm off to see Kenny Morden. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> a heartwarming story to wind up the show, as you imagine now, with uh, a mask actually working, but on a burning cat. Is that correct? A cat's life has been saved by a new oxygen mask for cats. Uh, a cat rescue for, um, rescued from a house fire became the first uh, to be okay. revived using a specialist pet oxygen mask, which I want to make clear... Uh, it was an oxygen mask for pets. It's not someone who's got a pet oxygen mask. <laughs> <laughs> like feeds, a pet rock. Feeds an oxygen mask and keeps it happy and takes it for walks and stuff. Uh, it's going to work on dogs and cats. Um, and so the, the cat that they saved obviously has ten lives and got an extra life now, which is he very nice like for it. looks like he's firing that cat, doesn't he? Looking you like he's looking down the sides. Oh, yeah, yeah, it looks pretty violent. You know, we, we, uh, there was a cat stuck up in a tree locally ages ago and we spoke to uh, a fireman who, uh, who said that you can't call out the fire brigade for getting a cat down a tree anymore. They used to do right. that. Yeah. They were famous for it, yeah. getting a cat down a tree. And then uh, the, the, cool fire, the fireman said, we'll only come out for fires now. So if that happens, you, you set the tree on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flaming dark. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. That's a lot of technological equipment. Yes. That people, you know. Well, they're saying that the, do- the that pets have like a massive psychological impact. People have lost their homes. They want to save the pets. Oh, I see. And all yeah. that is the sort of idea of it. Of course, you don't want to yeah. risk human life. No. To save a pet. A bit more like Harriet's hamster, isn't it? When the hamster dies and you just go down the pet shop and get a new one. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just don't know any different. It would be horrible if they left someone inside to go and get the hamster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love hamsters. Finally, we leave you with some tips on how to sleep in this heat wave. <laughs> this is us. Yes, so here we go. Bananas, chest freezers and even onions. Supposedly. In India, I didn't know this. Have you ever heard about this? Uh, they no. cut an onion in half and then they white, put no. the, the juice all over no. the body. Not before a date. Not before a day. Or, or garlic. Well, I, that means to it, keep off mosquitoes. It's night time. It just be to keep That's it what it says. It keeps your skin cooler. Yeah. Oh. Uh, another thing, put socks, socks in the fridge or freezer. That's another way. Or just you don't do. wear them at all, possibly. Oh, yeah, that might. <laughs> <laughs>
I never actually thought of that. It says they never came up with that's that idea. That is, uh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good one. Uh, but it's interesting that they are looking to these tactics that are used in these like very hot countries like yeah. rural India, ancient Egypt, um, uh, because at night, it actually can be quite dangerous because it increases your risk of strokes, yeah. uh, heart attacks, because, of course, your blood... Your body starts pumping the blood to different to your skin, basically, to keep you cool in order yeah, yeah. to sleep. So this there is... are breathing mechanisms that cool you down, apparently, aren't there as well? I don't, I wouldn't be able to explain. Them. I have there is like yogic breathing that will. Oh, really? I think it's maybe like go, or something. I don't know. You're a little bit harder. I don't know about you. I have to sleep face down now, otherwise I snore and wake myself up. No, I don't. Yes. And that's I'm not, not good. You. That's not good when it's hot. That's fine in the winter, but that is actually a, ah. like an Airtex pillow or something. I don't know. There's one for me there, like, or maybe like a shuttlecock. Type when you thing. wake yourself up snoring, it's, it's a horrible, very thing, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when somebody's you, been trying you, to suffocate. When you, you do it like on the train, <laughs> which I have done yeah. in many. Yeah, that's really bad. That's uh, that's not. Good. And dribbling's even worse. But <laughs> I've been getting so hot at night. I've been having mirages instead of dreams recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad right now. But um, yeah, and the other thing is, is, is that might, but it might painting. be a puddle on the floor. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but also, people could also watch this show. Yeah, that might help. That helps calm them down. With your lovely is, cool is greys and yeah. blues. That's all we have time for this evening. My thanks to my guests Josh Howie and Kerry Marks. I've been Simon Evans. Join me tomorrow at the same time. I'll be joined by the wonderful Sajula Kershi and Leo Kerr. See you there. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring. 